She's Robin. She's Alex. And this is Coworkers Killing Time. And here we talk about everything. Enjoy! Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 19 of Coworkers Killing Time, and it's an Around the Water Cooler current events episode. I am Alex. And I'm Robin. And we are excited to be here again. Thank you for joining us. Yes. So we have some current events to talk about today, but Robin, did you have anything else that you wanted to talk about? We had our nice snow day from work on Friday. That was delightful. Well, snow day. It's supposed to be an ice day, I guess. So, yeah. Snow day in quotations. Snow day. So it was supposed to ice in New England on Friday, and everybody was very worried about it. And my kid's school closed early in the morning, and then I was expecting to have, like, a delay for work, maybe. Yes, me too. Or not even anything. And then we got the message that it was closed, and I was like, yes. And I went back to sleep for I a little bit. I wish I did that. I, did. I had been, because it came out a little bit late. I was already up having my coffee, and I was like, like 15 minutes earlier, I would have just looked at it and stayed in bed. Yeah, exactly. At that point, I was up, ready to go. So that was pretty nice. But then I got up, and I did did work from home that day, so that was nice. you did. Yeah. Yeah, But it was still nice, right? Yeah, it was still nice to be here. And I can can get things done. I, like, obviously, we record in my office. I have an office to come to when I have work to do with, like, a setup and a printer and everything. Right. It's not just, like, winging it in my living room. Which is what, what I, my setup is. <laughs> totally winging it in my living room. Well, I mean, yeah, but see, I think you can do that to an extent with your job. Like, I need computers yeah. and papers right. and yeah, no. things everywhere. I think I'd fill up my entire living room with a menagerie of things. Yeah, you need a lot of So that was a nice start to the weekend. It was a great start. And then you had some hockey games this weekend. Sure did. We had two hockey games, two wins. Nice. Excellent. It was a wonderful weekend. Uh, we ended up getting a hotel down in Shelton because we had a game in Greenwich. Mm-hmm. And that was so much fun for the kids. Oh, nice. Water slides. And oh, that's really cool. Yes. And I will just say that there was this lovely woman whose string bikini was almost, you know, a discussion that I was going to have to have with my <laughs> 10-year-old boy. But he didn't thankfully notice anything. But it, oh, was, good. it was really Wow. Meanwhile, it was, it if, was something. if Caleb, my six-year-old, was there, he would have been like, Mama, look it. Because he would have definitely noticed everything yeah, about no, it. Isn't that funny? No, there was, thankfully, they really were just totally oblivious. All of the, the you know, little boys seemed oblivious to That's this good. woman. I, of course, was like, wow. You know, wow. <laughs> Bold I mean, choice for you. the indoor good, pool. Good for you. <laughs> she actually had this really, like, um, like a sarong on top. Oh, of nice! It, but it was completely see-through. Like, oh, okay. The kind of like shimmery and I know, could see. Yeah. Not, I'm not like trying to shame her no, choices. Exactly, I'm not. Either, but I could but... see wearing that in like the beach in the Caribbean, yes. not at a pool in it's Connecticut in February. Yeah, no, it, you know, but good for her. I. Good for her. Because for those but. of you who don't know stuff about Connecticut, Shelton's not really a vacation paradise. It's not a vacation destination no. at all. It's not like Mystic, where you're right. like, oh, I'm at the ocean. Right. No. Um, <laughs> and also, it's February. There is an ocean somewhere in that area. Like, right. you drove down to Greenwich and all that, but it's not, you know, not right there. Right. It's just not a... It's not very, like, resorty. No, it's not. <laughs> but, yeah, so the boys had 
they all had a great time playing knee hockey, which is you oh, know, a nice. huge part of mm-hmm. Kaden's life. <laughs> when he wasn't playing hockey, playing knee hockey or doing Pokemon Go. Oh, very cool. So that was my whole weekend in the pool. Nice. So that was fun. Yeah. My kids had basketball games on Saturday morning. So I brought my oldest because I had to watch like a training for Sensi afterwards. So I brought him because his game was earlier and they lost, but they were very excited because they scored five points and the other team scored, I think like 15 or 16. So it wasn't that bad because the week before. So last weekend we had the big blizzard snowstorm and they didn't play that Saturday, but they had a makeup game on Friday night and Dan had brought, Camden to that game and I think the other team had like 38 points and they had two so they were like when they got five they were like yes oh my god like they were making the baskets and then running across the court like they won the (laughs) Super Bowl it was so funny and amazing that's wonderful and then I felt so bad because there was a boy on the team who had longer hair and he kind of reminded me of a littler Caden yeah and he was on the other team, and he shot the ball at the end of the game at the wrong basket. Oh, it didn't yeah. go in, okay. but then he left the court crying because he was oh. embarrassed. And we were all like, oh, my God, like, no, this is so sad because it was so funny. Yeah. And you'll look back at this Someday. years later and be like, oh, yeah, remember when I did that? Yeah, that does. That happens. Uh, it's happened this season in mm-hmm. hockey where the kid just shoots it at the wrong net, and you're like, oh. Like, yeah. Every mom is just like, oh. Right. You know, you don't want that. Right, You don't exactly. want that one on the, on the, on the scoreboard. No. You really don't. Well, and that, that would happen in football with my oldest when he was playing, because he was playing on the youngest team, even though he was a little older. But it taught him how to play football because sure. it was his first year. But there was some kids, because they're six at the youngest, who would get the ball and just run backwards. As soon as they got it, turn around and yeah. run backwards towards the other end zone. Aww. And they never, like, went in. They would figure it out and come back. But it was still funny and yeah. everybody laughed because they're cute. little. It's because not it's like so they're cute. 15 doing this. Right. They're just max, little. like, 9 and 10 years old. And they have to learn at some point. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it was a very funny weekend. So that was my weekend. Yes, it was a good weekend all around, I would say. It was very nice. It was kind of like a three-day weekend, nice, except yeah. I worked, but it was because I was in my house. Right. So it's like, ooh, I'm already in my house for the weekend. Yes. Hooray. And then done. I just closed my computer at like 4.15, a little early, I will ooh. say, but I ran out of things to do. Yeah. So I was like, well, I'm done. You're done. The work day is over. Happy weekend to me. Yep, you're already home. That's <laughs> you can already start. Being, being Friday. Yes, exactly. Yep. So you have more things than me. So do you want to start with one of yours? Sure. Okay. Um, okay. So what I like about this is, yes, they're current events. I mean, you and I talk about everything so many from like just every possible genre right. in the world we just discussed. And we do talk a lot about politics, but we will never, never. talk about it on here because we'd rather <laughs> you not know what so, we yes. think. And so disclaimer with that, there are a couple of news stories that are pretty big right mm-hmm. now. And I right. was like, Nope, not gonna. There is. No, we're not getting into that. So just there are. A couple I mean, of I will say we just saw because we're recording this on the seventh, yeah. and it will come out on the eighth. We just saw that in our state, our governor announced that the mask mandate is lifting on the twenty eighth. Yes. I'm not going to say anything more than that. So 
whatever you think about that, good or yeah. bad, it's happening, and that's pretty right. exciting. Yes, that's because I mean, no matter what you think, masks suck. Nobody's right. like, yay, I get to wear a mask <laughs> right. in this place. Right. Yes, I think so. it's very positive for the kids. But yes, it's whatever. That that was huge news. So that, that was a huge thing that happened. Yeah, like yes. literally right before yeah. we started recording, so Robin was like, oh, no more masks on the twenty eighth at school, and I was like, yes. Yeah. Just because watching your kids play basketball, and I'm sure yeah. hockey, yes. with a mask on, is annoying. It's like, annoying. It, I can't imagine it's enjoyable. And I'm wondering if, if sports will be separate or not, or different. Has it's it, for the whole state, possible? according to it. Okay. Like, towns, uh, okay. schools, everything. So, fingers crossed that the it happens. The mandate is done, but the towns and schools themselves can still require. Oh, right. yes, I that's, guess. That's what I think. I mean, our strange. town is so strange. It has never had a mask mandate right. at all the whole time. In right. the whole two years of corona, there has never yeah. been one in the town I live in. So, so I that know, doesn't yeah. really change. Right. So then hopefully we can take them off yeah. for sports. But then for you, since you travel, like right. mine's rec basketball. They're not traveling right. to other towns, so it yeah. wouldn't matter. So when we were in Massachusetts in October, the kids were able to get on the ice without masks. Oh, that's nice. And what a difference. Oh, of course. What a difference. So um, now Caden has like this clear mask. So that's Mm -hmm. super helpful. Yeah. The kid has it on his team. So that's been great. He can actually see because the kids, I'm sorry, but when you have something all the way up to your eyes, it's very difficult to find the puck when you're, you know, of course, he's got all that hair. And I mean, I think that it's been a good thing that they're in school, but with like, especially in our state with the numbers being how they are in our state, having like a strong mitigation response, I think that it's time to test it and see if it works Yes, because my little child is in first grade and has never been to school without a mask. He, I don't think he'll even know what to do with himself. And I think his teachers will be surprised to like see his His little sweet face. Yes. All day instead of cover. Oh, and his expressions, we all know, are something to behold. Because he tells you how he feels without saying anything. I think it's going to be a good thing. (laughs) So that just happened. Yeah, so that just happened. That was a big breaking news story. So the story that I wanted to start with is something that happened a couple of weeks ago. And of course, of course, it made national news, sadly. But it was right in one of our Hartford schools that, and I think it was a magnet school. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. A 13-year-old boy died after a fentanyl exposure. And I, so they say exposure, and I guess they're waiting to see. Oh, how it happened? So the story that I heard, I think you, I'm sure you heard the same thing. Yes. So the 13-year-old boy allegedly brought like 40 bags or something of fentanyl Mm -hmm. to school. They were found in the gym. And he was exposed to one of them, of course, at some point. And I think two other kids, 14, 15, were also exposed somehow. And they they are okay. They they made it. You know, they're fine. But that 13-year-old mm-hmm. boy died. And then upon searching his home, they found, like, another 60 bags of this stuff in Why? his home. In his room? Yes, in his room. Oh, my gosh. No. So I haven't watched the news, like, recently, but obviously this has been a big story for us in Connecticut, because Connecticut is very small for people listening not from here. Like, if they say a town, it's pretty close to you no matter where it is. It's not like Texas, where you have to drive five hours and you're still in the same state. Yeah. We'd be, like, halfway across the country if we drove for five hours. Yes, we would be. So, um... (laughs) Uh, so this has been a big news story, but no, I haven't. I had just heard that like he came with it and that's like he had had it and that's how it all happened. Right. But again, a hundred bags yeah. total from your house and they were in his room. 
Yes, apparently, allegedly, apparently that's a, that's the story that I had heard. And this story is from CNN, and I don't think that this one says specifically where the other bags are found. But the like a local station, I don't mm-hmm. remember which one, had said, "Oh, like sixty more bags are found in his room." And I just so this, of course, as a mom, what a terrible story. First right. of all, is but this has been in our local news for a couple of weeks. Yeah, now. of course. But as a mom, I get really tripped up with. My kid is 10. He'll be 11 next month. This kid is 13. Right. What happens between the almost 11-year-old that at least I have who believes in things, you know, yeah. still believes in things. You don't want to say because my kids say, are yeah. pretty close. And, but I know what you're talking about. Ho, 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 just, ho, ho. I don't mean to say <laughs> he's like a perfect, innocent angel. I'm just saying he's still in his little right. head. He's a still innocent kid. And then from that, two years later, to bringing, and we don't know, we don't know the reason why. Oh my God. We don't know how it happened or where it actually originated from. You know, was it somebody else in his household or, you know, that's something I guess we'll find out as time goes on. I don't think there's been any charges quite yet. Right. But the, the rest of the student body had to walk through like a solution of, um, I think it's like OxyClean and bleach or something. Oh my because, gosh. Oh, right. Because they had to clear their shoes off because right. even touching If you this, touch it, you, it, you it could really, kill you. really bad. And I guess the, the bags that were found, this particular, I know nothing about fentanyl. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't understand what pure means. Like, I mean, I understand what pure means. I'm saying that as, as in, a, this in regard context. to, I don't know what's right. considered pure, but they were saying that this batch that was found was very, very pure. So it was very, very lethal, super lethal. Okay. So that's concerning. You know, right. Like that this child had this kind of drug, like, on him, brought it to school, and then other kids had it during gym because it was found in the gym. So that's the, that's the whole thing. And I was pretty devastated when I heard that the, the kid died. I was like, man. Yeah, that's so know, sad. I just wanted them to be able to But then that. again, like, it being in his room, was he, like, what was he possibly even doing with it? Yeah, and I, I hope that that is, you know, I hope it isn't true, but I'm, I'm hoping that I got that right. Yeah. If I didn't get it right. I also hope it's not true because that is horrible. And like being their parent, if they weren't involved in it. Yeah. But how could you not be if it was in your kid's room? Wouldn't you be more interactive of what's going on in your child's room? I don't know. That's all so terrifying. So that was bad enough. And that's been the story. Uh, Been in the news over the past couple of weeks. And then today I see that a 16-year-old from Bloomfield suffered an apparent fentanyl overdose at at Bloomfield High School. Again, in school. Mm -hmm. This kid... um, and I think it, well, he had marijuana laced with fentanyl. So it wasn't like the oh, pure okay. bags that mm-hmm. the other kid had. So he had marijuana laced with fentanyl. And again, let me tell you, as a mom of adult males right. who may or may not enjoy <laughs> yeah. legal marijuana, right. um, this sort of annoy- this this does upset me and concern me because I just, of course, I'm a... Like you sort right. of like we think worst case and we're right. we make it like, oh, God, not my kids or whatever. Like what right, would happen course. if it was my I mean, so. I have other people in my life aside. Obviously, my kids are sure. too young to be partaking right. in that. But I have other yeah. people in my life who partake in that and yeah. I don't want anything to happen no. to them. And so, so that scares me totally. And I know that like lacing pot has been around since yeah. pot has But been not around. with this where if you this touch it, you so can so die. Lovely. Like Yeah, so this is scary. And then again, I also have... My, um, one of my sons, my, you know, older boys, they had, he had a friend who actually died of a, a 
an, a, um, an accidental drug overdose mm-hmm. at, I think maybe they were 22 or something oh, wow. like that. I mean, just a baby. Yeah. And that really devastated, obviously, his friends and, like, my son and their their group of friends. Of and course. It's, it's just, like, so, like, disheartening that that crap can happen when maybe they thought they were going to do one particular drug, but it ended up being something else. Right, of course. Them. Like, what, what the hell? I just, that really freaks me out. That um, freaks me out too, and I don't understand like why they make this stuff. Because if you are a drug dealer, yeah, you're you're <laughs> yeah. losing your customer base. Like, what is that even like appealing you to do that? Yeah, I don't. I really don't understand. Again, that. I watched that show Euphoria. We've talked about this before yeah. with Zendaya, and she is a drug addict in the show. And I haven't watched the new season, but in the first season, she goes to her drug dealer's house, and his like suppliers are coming over. And he's like, no, you need to not be here because they're coming. And she's like, no, I'm going to stay because she's, like, being an asshole because she wants drugs. And she stays, and the guy comes, and he's like, oh, here's this. It's, like, fentanyl. Do it. And, like, she does. And it's, like, or it was, like, morphine. But then he's like, I also have fentanyl. Do you want to buy it? And the guy's like, no, because, like, I don't want to kill off the people. I'm not trying to do that. Like, I don't understand. It's, it's, is it not just like offering them Dorito? The something you know yeah, I don't about, understand like, the point of it. Either. I mean, again, this shows how much we know about drugs because there's right. probably people listening like, oh, if you do it in a small amount, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, again, I'm not a chemist. Yeah. Most people I know who like partake in marijuana are not chemists. And so... they're not trying to die. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Isn't, I'm not sure, but isn't fentanyl, I think. What killed Prince, too? Oh, I have no I idea. Like that could I'll be. Google that while yeah. you're on your next story, and we'll get back it, to I it. Think so, but basically, that was that was something that you and I probably did discuss, or you know, would have discussed anyway. But that student, the last one I was telling about, the 16 year old was was taken to Connecticut Children's Hospital, and there wasn't any other kind of um, information about him, and the police are investigating. So, so I just hope that he did. Oh, so he's he did. Okay. He's okay for now. He's well, okay. that's good because I worry about this stuff being yes. in school because yes, oh, my kids oh, are yes. in elementary school, yep. but it's an elementary school that goes to sixth grade, sure. and a lot of sixth graders have middle schooler and high schooler sure siblings, so yeah. you never know what they're bringing in. No, you never do, and it's terrifying. So I googled it. Prince died in 2016, age 57, from an accidental overdose of the painkiller fentanyl. So yeah. it is a painkiller. Okay. Well. And it's a powerful opioid, it says, which obviously, duh. But so apparently you can take it in small doses and it will be, I'm probably allergic to it because it's a painkiller because I'm allergic to every (laughs) painkiller that's ever existed. And Robin's laughing because I'm allergic to Novocaine and over-the-counter Advil. So like, I'm allergic to everything. Well, not laughing at you, I'm laughing because you would definitely be allergic to that. (laughs) Which is a good thing. Which, thank God. I wouldn't even get it prescribed and I'd be (laughs) perfectly fine and safe. Yes. So well, my, those are my two, that's my terrible story. So just okay. kick things off. So I'm gonna kick off mine with my terrible story also. So this is kind of a long article from NPR, but this is something that we've been talking about for a while. Uh, we actually talked about it last week after we were recording with Amy, and we started okay. talking about it. And it's the Bridgeport yes. case of the two African American women who were killed. So uh, last week. 
there was a an article saying that two detectives in Bridgeport, Connecticut had been suspended because of the mishandling of the murders of these two black ladies. So one of them is getting a lot of attention. I'm sure it's nationally. And it's because she died after she went out on an online date. Right. I think it was like Tinder or something. But the other Bumble. one... Isn't it Bumble? Or Bumble, yeah. Okay. But the other one um, is not getting as much media coverage. And I think it's because... Like, not to be crazy or anything, but I think, no, I don't even think that. I think it's, like, because she's not white. Like, because of, you know, like, when the Gabby Petito case was happening and she was missing, that brought to light that, like, missing white woman syndrome thing. How, like, if a blonde white woman goes missing, everyone in the world is like, oh, my God, where is she? But, like, these two ladies suspiciously die really close to each other and no one cares. And as a matter of fact, which we... We've discussed. I only knew about one when you said, "Oh, is that the two ladies?" Right. I'm like, I don't know. I only and I the only it's just the one. And the only reason I knew that it was two is because I believe my sister in law had shared it on Facebook that okay. two ladies had been killed, like in close proximity of time, yep. uh, in Bridgeport. And I was like, hmm. And then when this came out, I'm like, oh, that's that thing she shared. And that was the only thing that I knew. And then you filled me in that it was, she had gone on a date. Yeah. So here is the article, and this is from NPR. So Mayor Joe Gannam of Bridgeport, Connecticut, suspended two police officers involved in investigating the deaths of two black women after weeks of incre- increasing scrutiny over the department's handling of cases. And again, this isn't like media pressured or anything. It's because the family... Yep. is putting pressure sure. on them. So it's really sad that it has to be that way because, uh, again, if it was a different situation, I think it would be different. Ganim said in a statement shared with NPR on Sunday that he was extremely disappointed with the leadership of the Bridgeport Police Department and called actions taken up to this point unacceptable. After further review, he said he had directed the department to put detectives Angel Yanos and Kevin Cronin on administrative leave. Both detectives are the subject of an internal investigation and possible disciplinary action for lack of sensitivity to the public and failure to follow police policy. Uh, he said he'll, they will remain on leave until those reviews have been completed to see about their handling. So, in addition, an unidentified supervisory officer who was in charge of overseeing these matters retired from the department on Friday. Of course. course. That seems like not suspicious in any way. That's not sketchy at all. Uh, Both officers were involved in investigations into the death of Lauren Smith-Fields, and that's, that's the one who went on the date. Okay. And Brenda Lee Rawls, black woman who were found dead on December 12th. So, they both died on the same day or found dead on the same day, and whose families have for weeks accused the police of not taking their cases seriously. The two cases remain under active investigation and have been reassigned to other police officers. The Bridgeport Police Department has high standards for officer sensitivity, especially in matters involving the death of a family member, the mayor added. It is unacceptable failure if policies were not followed to the families friends and all those who care about human decency that should be shown in these situations in this case by members of the bridgeport police department i am very sorry so the police department has declined to comment on the two cases citing internal investigations and as this has become a personnel matter the department has no additional statements said scott appleby who's the director of the city's office of emergency management right so Lauren Smith-Field's family has slammed the police for their handling of her case. So she was only 23 years old and was in college. 
So they have been highly criticized for this because she's also beautiful. Yeah. Like she's yeah. very beautiful. Yeah. She's young. And it's and it's of course also I think kind of like a salacious thing that it happened after she went on a date on a dating app. Right. Because it makes a better headline. Sure. So she was found dead in her apartment after spending the night with a man she had met on a dating app. Her family says they learned of her death not from the police, but from a note her landlord left on her apartment door when they came by after she didn't return their calls. How horrifying is that? Like, I thought it was bad that my kid's principal didn't call me to tell me that he had him inside his office. Right. And I called him and yelled yeah. at him. Yeah. I can't imagine being the family oh. in that situation, having to find out from a note on her apartment door. What did the note say? Do you it know? doesn't say. It just says that there was a note left by the landlord, I'm sure, to whoever came. Which, again, they don't have, like, an emergency contact as your landlord. Like, what? what is the failings of Bridgeport? Yeah, this is also happen? why everyone in Connecticut makes fun of Bridgeport constantly. Yeah, like, what's going on <laughs> with that? Okay. They also accuse the police of failing to process potentially key pieces of evidence, like bloody sheets, a used condom, and a pill on the scene, refusing to interview her date who called for help after he says he found her unresponsive in bed. I'm sorry, that is the number one most red flag thing I've ever heard, that they didn't process any of this, and then he called the police, and they weren't like, let's investigate this man? Wow. Weird. (laughs) And being similarly dismissive in subsequent phone calls from her concerned loved ones. The family's attorney, Darnell Crossland, has said that they intend to sue the city over the police department's racially insensitive handling of the case. I also believe that the guy she went on the date with was white. So I think that's also, like, spurning it on more. Because... Why else? You know if this was a black man she went on a date with, they would be like, we are doing everything we can to see that you did it. Like, Sure. Yeah, so it's got to be. Is he... I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know anything about him at all. And it doesn't say. So it could be. He could be, like, connected to police in some way. Who knows? Um, So their calls for justice have picked up steam in recent weeks. And this is also why it is getting national attention. Because Cardi B, the rapper, Mm -hmm. had an in-person rally um, on what would have been her 24th birthday with other social media uh, users. So after the medical examiner's office ruled her death an accidental overdose of fentanyl combined with prescription medication and alcohol, Bridgeport police said they opened a criminal investigation into the factors that led to her untimely death. In his statement, Mayor Gannon thanked Crossland, the victim's families, and the thousands of other people who had asked questions that still needed answers. I, as mayor, but also as a father, cannot fully comprehend what you must be going through, he said. I can only pledge my continued support to try to ease your pain by getting answers and holding those responsible accountable. So that's very sad. And then now it's going to go on into Rawls' death. And it says the bold headline is that her death has received much less attention. And again, she was 53 years old. And a woman of color, so I think that, you know, the thing that after you're a certain age as a woman, you're invisible no matter what color you are, I think that's playing into it. I think that she is a person of color is playing into it. But her family is also alleging that Bridgeport police have not adequately investigated her death, though her story has been slower to make headlines. Uh, Dorothy Rawls told NBC News that her 53-year-old sister Brenda told family members she planned to go to the home of a male acquaintance who lived down the street on December 11th. Then they weren't able to reach her for the next two days. Oh. 
She said that when two of her sisters, her niece and her niece's boyfriend, showed up at the man's house on December 14th, he told them he was unable to wake her up and that she had died. What? Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 Stop it. I'm not laughing because it's funny. I'm right. laughing because it's, it's so absurd. uncomfortable it's and absurd. ridiculous that both of these people were somehow unresponsive after their sleeping and... That's just fine, and nothing happened. Like, they're not investigating these dudes they were with? I mean, okay. I I always try to put myself in people's shoes, you know, to try and, like, figure out a situation. Yeah. If I'm sitting next to or sleeping next to any human being and they're not responsive, first of all, I'm screaming my ass off. Right. And then I'm picking up the phone. or And calling 911. It is, yeah. And not being like, well, she, yeah, she died. I'm not trying to even find anyone related to her. She <laughs> no. just died. This gets even crazier. Dorothy then goes on to say, he gave me the clothing she had on and her shoes. What? That's what he said? Yeah, and I don't understand why that was left behind. The sister said this. A different sister, Angela, actually, not Dorothy. Her sister Angela said, he gave me the clothing she had on and her shoes, and I don't understand why that was left behind. Again, what? Who took the body away? Did the medical examiner? Because isn't that evidence? Like, how? She just left naked? Okay. That's wow. even more confusing. Yeah, that's crazy. Rawls' family said they had tried to conduct their own investigation to figure out where she was, trying police, hospitals, and funeral homes before getting their answer from the state's medical examiner. Okay. The medical examiner says the cause of death is pending further study, while the manner of death is pending investigation. Oh, okay. But why didn't you take her personal effects? Right. They never took any opportunity to look for the next of kin, Washington said. The next time we saw our sister was when she was in a funeral home. Rawls' family, like that of Smith Fields, is accusing police not only of failing to notify them of their loved one's death, but also of mishandling the subsequent investigation into its cause. Martin said that when she asked a police sergeant whether officers had searched her sister's apartment or the man's residence, he told her it was not in the police report. So they never went and looked anywhere, like her home or this guy's home? Okay. And that was fine for them. They were just like, oh, it's not there. Too bad. So sad. So she told NBC News that the same sergeant also apologized and told her that police had dropped the ball. You think? Washington also said the police department gave them the name of a detective to contact, but that she never heard back from him, even after calling him four to five times. It's almost like they're not even aware of her death or they just don't care and made us angry, Washington told CNN. Referring to city and police officials, she was raised and born in Bridgeport, Connecticut, paid her taxes, voted, and they treated her like she was nothing, like she was roadkill. In a statement to NPR, a city official said Ganim conducted a review of how death notices were handled for Rawls and Smith Fields and found that in both ca- cases, officers did not follow the proper policy. But why? Right. If I was a police officer, I'd be like, oh my God, there's probably somebody so worried about this person. Yes. Unless she was truly naked when she left that man's house, and then you're like, okay, what? <laughs> like, right. she has nothing to identify her, but she had to of. Right. But again, why did the guy have her clothes and shoes? Weird. And the, you know, I, I, I like, I'm afraid to even say this out loud. Right. But sometimes, I'm not saying she was, she probably was not, but sometimes there are women who are in a certain um, kind of work. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think she was a no. lawyer. Oh, uh, what? Yeah. Okay. Well, then that blows up. No, she was like a professional woman. I mean, 
Because yeah. there's tons of people looking for that. Because I think when I started looking into this, it said that she was, like, a professional woman. And, like, all the photos I've seen of her is in, like, white button-down shirts and, like, pencil skirts. So, and I don't know. And nobody's looking for like No, like, no. Okay. So it says, as a death notification is not just a procedure, but a matter of humanity, he found that not following the policy was also insensitive to the deceased and their families, the statement read. Ganim has previously said that he will work with police leadership to make the in- immediate changes to the departs the department's policies around notifying family members of a death. I want to be clear to members of the public and the department that insensitivity, despite disrespect in action or deviation from policy, will not be tolerated by me or others in the administration. My disappointment and demand for accountability in these and many other matters will be brought to my attention, or that are brought to my attention, will remain until all the questions are answered to the satisfaction of all. And that's literally the end of it. Wow. So I don't know if there's any updates. This article is from the beginning of February, so only a week ago. So there could be more. But I have not seen anything, and I was checking today to see. And this was the newest thing I could find when I Googled about this case. So you can just have, like, a person go missing, Mm -hmm. and they're just gone. Mm -hmm. And... You know, it's just like, whatever. Okay, I'm going to just give the family the clothes. And that's after, I'm assuming, the medical examiner left came, them there. Came and left and, and, and just left just her left clothes. Left clothes like, and, because it wasn't her house, so they just were like, oh, we're taking this the, body? This body. And because perhaps the medical well, examiner's job is not to right. question. And perhaps the man lied about who she was. Who knows? True. Who knows? Or, yeah, he could have called and, and like, perhaps she was naked if she wasn't waking up and they were sleeping. Yeah. Like, some people do sleep in the nude. But still, wouldn't you be like, oh, I'm going to take these personal effects? Because I feel like that's at least something medical examiners would have yeah. to do. Because they couldn't just call the family and be like, your naked relative is here right. with nothing. Yeah. Like, bring me everything. So, and then I also have a question. When a medical examiner is called for any... You know, for any body, mm-hmm. are the police not immediately notified that, hey, we picked up a person at 123 Main Street? Is that know. not protocol? I don't know. I guess like, maybe I'm not. curious about that, how that works. But also, like, I don't I don't know. That That's weird. Yeah. I, I'm just curious, like, doesn't it feel weird, like, strange if somebody... It feels like a weird situation. And it yeah. also feels like a weird situation that, like... Her death and cause of death and manner of death and everything's being investigated, but like they're like it seems like they also don't care. But the medical examiner is looking into it because if it truly was like she fell asleep, had like a massive heart attack, and like died or whatever, yeah, because 53 is young, they would have found that in the autopsy, and she's been dead for a while, so they would have known that by now. So they must know something. They must know something that they're not releasing, but then they're also not doing anything. But maybe they're purposely being vague. Maybe there's a reason for it. But I'm saying it seems like the medical examiner's office is doing the work and, like, cares if they're looking into this thing. But the police aren't doing anything because if the family's calling and saying, what's the latest? And they're like, oh, we don't have anything and we're not looking into it. Yeah. That's a failure on everyone's part. That's a big failure. So, yeah, those were bummers, but that was our only, like, bummery things, or do you have more bummer things? No. Okay, well, that's good. My stuff is not bummers. Good. My stuff isn't either. My stuff is happy and exciting. I would just like to let you know that I'm not waving at you or raising my hand, but I did get my shingle shot today. Oh, right. I was wondering what you were doing. So, I'm just, well, I am literally waving my hand around, but it's not at you. Um, My arm is sore, and Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to 
Yeah. Do what I can to offset that. Yeah, it was so. a little distracting while I was reading my article because <laughs> she's got her arm up in the air stretching it, and I'm That's like, right. okay. And then she's got it up in the air, like just waving it back and forth yes. with her hand, yeah. like she's at a concert but only doing one hand. Yes, it's just the left arm. <laughs> but it's sore. Okay, so are we done with that one? Or we are. Yep, yeah, that was the more, end. More discussion. I don't have anything yeah. else. It's just a bummer. And then yeah. get on it. And if there is an update, we will let you know. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so we always talk about shows that mm-hmm. we've seen or watched or whatever, and yeah. I do get a lot of recommendations from people in my life of things I should watch. Okay. I don't even think that anybody recommended this to me. I just happened to see it on Friday on our snow day. Okay. I was like, okay, what am I going to watch? So I clicked on the Netflix, and then I saw this. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. I watched every episode this weekend. I okay, so I did on Friday. Okay, and I love, love, love Kristen Bell. For let me just say, <laughs> adore her. Really, she's just a wonderful woman. Yes, and so I knew going in that this was par- a parody, right. and it was satire. Right. Okay, so I put I put that kind of like lens on mm-hmm. what I was watching. I mm-hmm. got it, and yes, of course, some of the scenes you can. I mean, it's obvious with the yes. gigantic overflowing bowl of corks, yeah, and corks, and you know, and her filled to the top glass of wine, all of that, and her really, crawling through the street in the rain because she's afraid of the rain. Yes, I mean, yeah. it, it was all just. But I have to tell you, I really was confused. I spent the entire time watching it going. Okay, no, this is supposed to be, like, funny, mm-hmm. but I don't really find it that okay. funny. And it's because you have not seen the movies that it's parodying. Some of them I have. Okay. Because I was reading into that, actually, today, that some of the some of the movies they mentioned that are being parodied, for sure, are, like, Fatal Attraction. Okay, yep. Mm-hmm. Saw that. Um, Final Analysis, I don't think I have. I don't even know what that is. Copycat. Oh, I love Copycat. I haven't seen that. I saw that when I was super young, and it's very inappropriate, and I think maybe this is what started my love of, I just want to make sure this is the right movie before I go into this, but we were, so, okay, my... Family is very close. You know this. Yes. So um, I have two aunts. I have my mom and I have my grandma and it's all women. And my grandpa died when I was young. But when I was, I don't know, maybe like 10 or 11, they were watching copycat with Harry Connick Jr. Mm -hmm. And he's a serial killer. And Sigourney Weaver. It is. It's got to be this movie. It's not coming up. Feel like but I'm pretty that. sure okay. this is the movie. Yes, 1995, it is. So, and then there's, like, she's, like, this person who writes... I have not seen the movie in a long time. And, again, I was 10 because it came out in 1995. So, um, she's, like, writes books about serial killers or something. And she goes to... I don't know, some conference or something. Again, I haven't seen this movie in a long time. And she's in a bathroom stall, and she sits down on the toilet, and the way that he's a serial killer is he hides in the women's bathroom stalls, and it makes it look like there's nobody in the stall, but he waits until a lady comes in the stall and jumps over the (gasps) stall and strangles them to death, like pulls them up and strangles them and kills them. So that's what the movie was. And it was so interesting because then he's in jail, and it starts happening again. And she has agoraphobia, so she can't leave her apartment. Yeah. So, like, every time she goes outside, like, because there's some things happen and she has to leave. Yeah. And she's just like, oh. So oh. That, that's what they were saying. Her, yeah. The woman's fear of the rain. Yes. Was based on. Copycats. Her fear of, like, okay. So then there was, all, it's also based on the girl on the train with Emily yes. Blunt. Mm-hmm. I've seen that saw. movie, too. Rear Window. Yes, yep. I've seen that. 
The Hand That Rocks the Cradle. Yes. I've seen that movie. And then The Woman in the Window, which so, they say was a Netflix yes, flop. With Amy Adams. Which I have not And it was also super weird, and it reminded me very much of the show. Like, it was almost identical to a point where it, like, wasn't funny. Yeah. Like, how bad The Woman in the Window was, but it was... I don't know. I watched the whole thing. But it's like, she's a doctor. She also has agoraphobia. And that was, I never put the copycat thing together. I just thought that it was taking heavy handedly from woman in the window with like everything that was going on because she's in her apartment. It's like raining and she's taking pictures and she sees a murder. And like the son is like creepy and obsessed with her from the house across the street. And there's like a husband and a wife and all this stuff happens. Okay. Well, it's all, it's all a big, combination of shit yeah and i just was like uh i think i just watched it with like a total wtf face the whole time yeah. like okay again i get humor and i get sarcasm and i get parody yeah. and satire but i was just like mm, i don't know this is not i actually almost turned it off like after yeah. the fourth episode I was oh like, do see, i really want to keep going with this i thought shit? it was so funny and i thought it was so good but i think again you have to watch that Woman in the Window movie. Yeah. Appreciate how terrible that movie is when it was trying to be serious. <laughs> okay. And then be like, oh, this show is totally based off of that movie. Okay. All right, then maybe I'll do that. I'll find that. I'll find that. But I did love it, but... the um, Glenn Close cameo oh, yeah, at the yes. end because I love Glenn yeah. Close. Yep. That uh, was pretty wild. Yeah, it was just... Um... So anyway, I just want to talk about that because it's it's like it went it was number four at one point, then it hit like number one, I believe. So it's like mm-hmm. it's really popular. Well, right and now. it seems like because of the end that there will be a sequel, yes. like of a spinoff of like she's somewhere else. But it's got to be. So it will, it will be interesting. But I will say, so did you ever watch? Um, oh my God, what is that show on Netflix? Mindhunter? No. Okay. So Mindhunter is such a good show. You'll love it. It's got Jonathan Groff, who is the king from Hamilton, and is um, Hans. Is that the man in Frozen? Who's the man? Not Sven. That's the reindeer. But whoever the man is in Frozen... We'll sit here for another three minutes because, okay, go ahead. Yeah, because all I can think of is Olaf yeah. and Sven. But he's the man in Frozen, the voice of it. And he's okay. a Broadway actor. But he plays this young FBI agent who teams up with this older FBI agent. And they basically start. Kristoff? Pro- yes, Kristoff. They basically, oh, Hans is the bad prince that tricks her, right, that, okay. that he loves yep, her. Okay. Yeah. Okay, see, we got there. Yeah, we, uh, we'll, we'll find it. So, um... <laughs> He he teams up with this older agent, and they basically start FBI profiling. Okay. And it's, like, based off of the people who actually did start FBI profiling by interviewing um, Ed, Edmund Kemper. Edmund or Edward? I think it's Edmund. Um, now I have to Google that, too. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the guy who plays Kemper in that show is so creepy, and he is Buell in that show. Oh. Who's fixing the mailbox. Okay, yeah. So he's that guy, and, um... I told Dan we started watching it, and I was like, I cannot get past this, that it's him, because he's, like, so creepy. Yeah. And if he's not... It, oh, see, it is Edmund Kemper. Okay. But when I Googled Edward Kemper, there was plenty of Google searches for that, oh, so other people get confused. It's yeah. Edmund Kemper. So... Um, he's like the first person they interview and he's so creepy, but it's such a good show. Like the first season is phenomenal. The second season is good, but it's really sad because it's about the, um, ch- child murders uh-huh. in like Georgia. 
and how those were never yeah, solved, like all yep. the young black the boys 80s? that got killed. Was it the 80s um, or is I don't different. No, I think it, different. Yeah, you're thinking of something different. This was like a bunch of little um, African American boys in like Georgia, yeah. in that area, and it was never solved. And they like go in and try to do that. But in the meantime, in between all of that, there's this really creepy like telephone cable repairman with like glasses who's like measuring out pieces of wire and like making phone calls to people and like staring at wives and kids in the houses creepily and it's btk like they're setting it up that like while these two main stories are going on there's also like ooh, the btk killer is like kind of going around in the midwest at this time and they're gonna eventually get to that netflix did not renew the show they didn't really cancel it but they just kind of like never did anything with it after season two but it is such a good show like the first season is so amazing um, and the actor who played Edmund Kemper also was on the show Shrill on Hulu with um, A.D. Bryant from SNL. Okay. And I love her because yeah, she's I so love funny. Yeah, I but I haven't seen that. So he played, like, her boyfriend in the second season. And they're, like, <laughs> really serious. And he's, like, a sweet, nice guy. And I'm like, I can't get past it. I can't get past that he's that guy. Because he talks about, like, cutting people's heads off yeah. and having sex with Shut them. Up. And, like, all, like, what the serial killer did. And he's just so, like, stone cold stoic like doing it and it's like oh (laughs) you just with their head yeah mm -hmm. and then he killed his mom and did the same stuff his mom and his mom's best friend oh my god okay so this is like he's like one of the most prolific serial killers of all time and i'm doing this with no notes because you know that's how my brain works i'm just telling you this off the cuff no i'm really so we will have to do it in like um, episode about him, but it would have to, it will probably have to be, like, a multi-part episode because there's so much information that it will be, like, an hour just to get, like, up to him, like, killing, like, the first woman. Because he, like, killed people and his family. Oh, it was, like, so crazy. Okay, that's awesome. So then that, he was portrayed in the show, and then there was other serial killers that they would go and interview who were portrayed in the show also. And then it just stopped. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And there's no news about a season three, so it's kind of like sad. And, but it wasn't canceled, it's but just, it wasn't renewed. But I'm hanging. hoping, fingers crossed, that it will be because they're still using that actor, and Netflix yeah. loves to right. recycle yeah, their people. Yep. So hopefully, okay. Jonathan Groff's schedule isn't too busy and he will come back and reprise his role. Okay. Well, so. that'll be. I don't even know if I want to get into it then if I'm going to be left <laughs> hanging because I don't like that. But it does sound fascinating, so I think I would like well, it. Well, it's not left hanging. They wrap up both seasons. Oh, okay, they like, do. they wrap okay. up the cases that they're focusing okay. on in the seasons. Um, that's wrapped up, but again, that's an unsolved case. Like, they think they solved it, but I don't know. Okay. Like, it's up in the air, and you don't really know if they did or not. Right. But it, it is worthwhile to watch just to see, like, how they went about, like, setting this up. Because, again, the people who were, like, the... Uh, advisors for the show are the people who created basically like the behavioral analysis unit for the FBI. Oh, that's cool. So it's very cool because it's based off of these guys and like how they did it and like the FBI being totally not into this being a thing. Like they thought it was like hijinks and kooky and not real. But it is. And obviously it works well and they utilize it so much now. Oh, speaking of that, before I get to my article, I also saw, because I love Criminal Minds, and that's also the Behavioral Analysis Unit, Mm -hmm. Paramount Plus bought the rights to that, and they're going to, they got most of the original cast to sign on to come back, so they're going to start making new episodes of that, and I also love that show, but that's a creepy show, and I can't watch that before I go to bed. Yeah. 
which mm. obviously my mind is creepy because I have untold amounts of serial killer information yeah. in there, but, like, that's creepy to a whole new level because it's like, oh, this guy, like, just got into these people's house and killed their whole okay. family, and he's, like, do keeps doing it and, like, other things. I have never watched Criminal Minds. I feel like my mom likes that. Oh, it's a good show. I'm going to say that I, like I watch the shows. far more ghost-oriented yeah. stuff, even though I do very much enjoy... I read... True crime, and mm-hmm. I read serial murder stuff. Yes. I don't really read anything ghost related, mm-hmm. but I watch probably yeah. more ghost hunting Things. type stuff. Right, because you can suspend some sort of reality. Like maybe yes. that's not real. Yeah. Where with serial killers, you can't. Yeah. Although these aren't true stories, they're just like. But they're based on. Aren't they? I don't think all of the. I don't think all of them are. But I think they do have one episode with that truck driver guy that I was talking about that would like tie the bodies to the bottom of the drive. They have an episode based off of that guy, which is disgusting. Which is a book I read. Yeah, so they do have so hard. They do have some of some of them, but I think it's like loose adaptations of things that happened. So, but it's interesting. And the first season, Mandy Patinkin is like the main guy. I think maybe it's one or two seasons, but he, I love him. But yeah, he always me like too. quit shows for no reason. I know. Well, he gets a little much. But he does have, t- he also does have TikTok and he's so funny on TikTok. I'll have to do His son uh, records him and his wife and they like do different funny things and it's so good. Okay. I'll check it out. Okay. So my two things kind of relate to each other. They're both about um, winning money. So I have one for the lottery and one for Las Vegas. So this one was published actually today. An Arizona man won nearly $230,000 on a slot machine in Las Vegas and didn't know it. So did you see this? I did. Okay. Why can't that happen to me? Why, though? So an Arizona man hit hit a nearly $230,000 jackpot in Las Vegas last month without realizing it. While slot machines are usually buzzing with lights and sound effects and extra razzle-dazzle when a player wins, his slot machine at Treasure Island Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas remained silent and never informed him to the win. He then returned home to Arizona, unaware that he was supposed to be $229,368.52 richer due to a communications error that caused the machine to malfunction, according to the Nevada Gaming Board, whose officials eventually tracked him down. Good on them for doing that. One million cameras in that place. But I'm saying, like, he didn't know. They they could have just been like, (laughs) nobody won. I feel like there are laws in place. Well, yeah, you feel like that. But I feel like casinos are also kind of sketchy. Kind of, but I So, uh, multiple agents of the Gaming Board's Enforcement Division initiated an investigation after the casino's multiple attempts to identify the jackpot winner were unsuccessful. They identified Arizona resident Robert Taylor was the winner after an extensive investigation. Wow. The investigation included reviewing multiple hours of surveillance footage, numerous witness interviews, that's kind of funny, a review of electronic purchase records, and an analysis of rideshare data from rideshare companies and the Nevada Transport Authority. Okay. The Nevada Gaming Control Board is charged with strict regulation of the gaming industry, the protection of the gaming public, and ensuring the industry benefits the state of Nevada. I commend the agents of the Enforcement Division, particularly Agent Dan... Oh my God, I'm not going to pronounce this guy's last name right. Nuqui? N-U-Q-U-I? Okay. Nuqui. Sure. Nu- like Nuqui. Nuqui? 
for ensuring the public trust in the gaming industry remains strong by spending countless hours over two weeks to ensure that a patron is awarded winnings owed to him, said James Taylor, chief of the board's enforcement division, in a statement on Friday. I'd also like to thank the Nevada Transportation Authority for their assistance in confirming the identity of the patron. This has been a great example of the government working together for the benefit of the public. And honestly, in these times, you love to hear it. that's wonderful. Oh, good for him. How exciting. (laughs) Yeah. That's great news. That was pretty happy. And then my second one, I'll just read it now because they kind of correlate, um, is a Virginia man, and you didn't know about this because I told you about this today, and you were like, what? A Virginia man won $52,000 in the lottery. And then $80,000 in the lottery two months apart. But it gets so much crazier because I reread this whole article at work before I printed it. Yeah. He picked the exact correct number on 104 lottery tickets and then 160 lottery tickets. What? Yep. So, which, are, yes, are they also, seems, also, seems, also seems suspicious, and yeah. I was like, is this man a tra- time-traveling yeah. demon? Yeah. Because there's no way. So here's the story. This is from February 4th. A Virginia man who won $52,000 by buying 104 identical tickets for the same lottery drawing tried the same strategy two months later and won $80,000 with 160 tickets. Wow. So I feel like he, if he's not cheating the system somehow, but really, how could you? Because it's like yeah. a pick three. Right. The balls have to go up. How could you cheat the yeah, system? Really I feel like he has some sort of touch of like clairvoyant, clairvoyancy. Okay. So it says Jalen Taylor of Charlottesville told Virginia lottery officials his lucky streak began when he bought 104 $1 tickets bearing the numbers 960 for the November 18th pick three drawing from the Food Lion store in Charlottesville. Each of Taylor's tickets earned the $500 top prize, winning him a total jackpot of $52,000. I just had a feeling, Taylor said, and when you get a feeling, just play. Yeah. Taylor's lucky feeling struck again when he visited the local Harris Teeter store and bought 160 tickets for the January 10th drawing. He again matched all three numbers, 542, earning a total $80,000. Taylor said his winnings will go towards investments and savings. And that is also something you love to hear because yes, most people win the lottery and are like, I'm going to buy a Lamborghini. Like, yes, and then it's that, gone. Yes. Okay, great. <laughs> we actually had somebody in our, in where I used to live at a condo, and somebody won a good amount of money, and they blew it like in no time. And one of the things that I remember that they did was they had like a massive block party, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Right. They just like blew through it. And That's crazy, because then you would regret that. Yeah. yeah like, like, if I won the lottery, okay, so obviously I wanted to do these because we have a lottery pool at work. Yep. We all, well, not all of us, no. some people say they're okay and don't need any more yeah. money. Okay. Um, so, okay. yeah, their bank account is okay the way it is. So, but the rest of us within the office put in $5 and we play like Powerball or Mega Millions. So I was like, oh, these stories are great because yes. we do that. Like, we could win one day. Yeah. But if you won the lottery, what would you do? Because I know what I would do if I won. Oh. Like, let's say, say if you won a million dollars. So you would still have to work if it was a million dollars. But what would you do with a million dollars if you won? Um, Any bit of debt that I have would be gone. Right. Um, I would absolutely stay working Mm -hmm. for the time being. I would invest. Right. For my future. I would obviously take my whole family to Disney World. Right. And 
I don't know, help my family and help my dad and help my mom and help my mm-hmm. boys. Right. I agree with all of that. Um, I would definitely pay off our house. That'd be the first thing I would do. And then buy a, an um, investment property because we want to yeah. start having like a rental home in uh, this area in Vermont where we like to vacation because then if we're going there, we don't need to be spending the money we spend every year to stay somewhere else. So I'd like to do that and then like have fully funded college funds for the kids. Mm -hmm. I mean, they might not decide to do that, but there's got to be some sort of plan that you can um, pay for. And if they don't decide to go to a four year school, they have to be able to use yeah, the money somehow. Something else. I don't know. Is that what that chat thing is? Or do you I don't, have to I don't know it? if chat, see, this is why I've been not pulling the trigger on doing yeah. it. Cause I really need to do it this year, but I have not been doing it. Cause I want one that if they decide not yes. to go to like a four year university, they have access to those funds because I went to college. Yeah. My parents fully paid for it. I've talked about that before on the show. I think that that's an enormous gift if you can give that to your children because it starts them off much better than their peers. And I'm not trying to say like, Oh, my kids are better than everyone. I'm trying to say, I want to give them some sort of leg forward because I can. Right. But my husband did not go to a four year university. He went to a trade school and honestly, he makes more money than we do. And he went to a trade school. So if my kids want to do that, then all for it, but I don't want to have all this money that we can't use for right. anything. Or if they take it out, it's like, oh, here's whatever, like $50,000, $60,000, whatever. And now you have to pay all the taxes on that because right. you're taking it out. Right. So I don't know. Well. But I have to look more into that. Yeah. If anybody also, knows, please let me know. keep working. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Right. And with a, oh, yes. With a million dollars, I would definitely keep working. I would want, I would definitely max out my 401k. Sure would. Sarah, if you're listening. Yeah, we sure would. Because that's always, that was always her advice. Sarah's our former co-worker. And I would do the catch-up because I'm over 50. Right. Whatever I would, it is. I would not do that because I'm 30, I'll be 37 yeah. this year. So. Yeah, I would totally do that. But I would absolutely, we would buy a property in either Cape Cod or Vermont or or Florida because those are my three places. And with like Airbnb and everything, that's like kind of an income. See, this is my thought about all this, like winning the lottery or not. My thought for like, oh, what's a way that you could like retire earlier and have like some sort of income? And I see a lot of people online like YouTube and TikTok and things who talk about, oh, I'm retired and I'm in my 40s. Yeah. They're retired from a full-time office job. They right. still have some sort of other income. Yeah. I know girls in Sensi who are my age who are retired, and so are their husbands, but they do Sensi full-time sure. and make, like, $10,000 a month minimum. So, and then there's the people on TikTok who have, like, Airbnbs and rental properties, and that's how they're bringing it in. Right. So I would want some sort of investment that's bringing me a return on that money. Right there with you. But yeah. again, that's intelligence, so we'll never win the lottery. Right. Because it seems like the people who are like, I bought 15 cars and a mansion, they win yeah, the lottery. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's upsetting. <laughs> but I do have kind of a funny story, which you know about, that happened to me one day last week when I went to go buy our lottery ticket. And oh, right. in with the man behind right. the counter at the gas station. Mm-hmm. And um, it was really just, just, I don't even know what to call it. It was really just a moment. But what makes me bring this up is that he, he probably was stuck with one ticket that was had $45 on that one ticket, which is not what I asked for, which, but he, and I what still he printed out. I don't understand how that I works. I don't know. You said it that night, and I'm like, how does one line of numbers count for $45? He must have done it for a 
certain amount of weeks or something. I don't really know what he did. That's I don't weird. know what he did. Watch that like ticket would that's win. That's what I'm saying. Like for sure. That's... Because if we find out that that's that man who is so <laughs> you see him on the news one day like I won the lottery because I had to buy this ticket. It's forty five dollars. I will. I don't. I will. I'm not even sure. Yeah. That's, so that's my concern because when you were saying this, I was going. If that right? happens to me, well, it didn't happen to me, but if that happened, I'd be so mad. And part of me wanted to buy it, like, anyway, mm-hmm. just because those are the fluky things you hear about. Right. Where I was stuck with this $20 ticket, and then he wins, like, $8 right, exactly. So I kind of wanted to, but it was, like, $45. Right. So, no, I didn't. But anyway, <laughs> that's just, that just reminded me oh of my gosh. story. He but you know that's nice. what will happen, and then he'll no, be like, I bought happen. this gas station, and then you can <laughs> never go there to get gas never now, and anyway. it's right across the street so from work. Yeah, I'm, all, I'm all set with that man. He was not very nice. Well, so. that was my last story. That so. was your last story. Okay, so I told you I was going to check in with I saw, Pete Davidson. So I saw the headline when you moved your notebook. <laughs> I see Pete Davidson yeah. upside down as I'm looking at yeah. it. And I'm like, here we go. Because I was going to say, if you forgot, I was going to be like, so what's Pete Davidson yep. up to? No, I have not forgotten because <laughs> I adore this man. So Pete Davidson, two things that, that I found out recently about him. He has a Super Bowl commercial. And did you see this? It's like, it's like, it has to do with Hellman's mayonnaise or something and food and food waste. No. It's some sort of like a food waste promotion that they're doing. Like a PSA so, for mayonnaise? Yeah, for like, I think that Hellman's may sponsor it, but it's regarding food waste. Like mm-hmm. don't waste your, don't waste food. Which is funny because of where my husband works. We oh, may right. differ on food waste in my house because he'll be like, if the bread has mold on it, just like scrape it or cut it off. I'm like, and that's not happening, right? Because I don't care if something's over like four or five days old. I'm like, get rid of it. We're not doing that. So I'm not <laughs> using it. He sewed like tomatoes. I will tell you, I have this thing with grape tomatoes. If there's even the teeniest, tiniest little wrinkle on a grape tomato, it's over with. I can't do it. Whereas he's like, just cook with it. I'm like, absolutely right. I'm just not. blister the but tomato. Guess what's happening? What if he's cooking dinner? He's using. I think nearly rotten food because of food waste because right. that's his mentality. And then you don't know. Whereas, right. So, so do you like examine all of it while you're eating? You're like just rubbing yeah, your well, fork around? Luckily I don't really love cooked tomatoes that much. Oh. So I, I just mean like all them, the food yeah. in general that he cooks. Like are you, know, you investigating? I Yes, kind of. Because <laughs> I am a little suspicious of him with that anyway. Um, also the, uh, the man... My man, Pete Davidson, he was booed at a Syracuse game on Saturday. I guess, like, really badly booed. For what? So he had, in in the past, said, like, called Syracuse trash or something. Oh, okay. He was, like, he was, um, I think, making a movie out in that area or something, and he had said something, like, about Syracuse's trash. So, of course... They're not going to like right, it very of course. much But there. he's from Staten Island. It's Staten. not like that's like the beacon of right. culture. Well, I'm not sure if there's some sort of a thing between the two. Oh, I possibly, don't really yeah. know. I'm just saying he called him trash. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, he went to a game and he got his butt of course. totally booed. So, and yeah. then he said something like, you know, can we just get over it or whatever. Yeah. Try no, to make sports it fandom. Be, you can. not be Pete Davidson. Um, also, just he is still with Kim Kardashian as far as I'm aware. Unbelievable. And there, he's looking for a home in L.A. so he can be closer to her. So those are my updates on Pete Davidson. So nice. There you, there you have it. There, he is, in fact, everywhere. I saw a few weeks ago, or maybe like a few months ago now, I had gotten some sort of like Facebook ad, and I think it's because we work for a subsidiary of like designers. Yeah. And if we look that up, 
Oh, yeah. Like, then you get ads that are, like, other designers. So there's this designer that he works for, and it's the worst name ever. It's called Moose Knuckles. Oh, Wow. And it's like an outerwear company, but everything is like super expensive. And they did this like really high fashion, like editorial thing. And he was in it. Oh, okay. Well, I will tell you that the outfit he's wearing in this commercial mm-hmm. is not something I would ever pick out. So I'm wondering if it if that's like has anything to do with the <laughs> oh, maybe. high fashion. It's not. Well, it's all outerwear. So if it was oh, like okay, puffy no. jackets no, and things. No, it was like sweatpants on a sweatshirt that matched but was really well, he never dresses using extremely no, nice he doesn't you're right so but anyway i didn't care for the outfit but the commercials that's normal. pretty funny and just wrapping this up on a really positive note that mm-hmm. somebody out there may really love to hear this you can now get girl scout cookies delivered by doordash so I was how just, i don't know i just read the little <laughs> you have to go to the door. girl scout's house ring the doorbell and say hi it's doordash I think i'm here to pick have, up karen's order and then you drive it away have some way that you can order online that's or funny. and you can get girl scout cookies through DoorDash. i ordered a few girl scout cookies today through um caleb's best friend that moved to the town you live in actually um, his older sister is a Girl Scout, and their mom had posted her link, so oh, I ordered yeah. some this morning because it's direct shipping. Yes. Yeah, so so I was like, ooh, we'll have those next week, because I don't know when the ones we, that we ordered at work will be there. Yeah. So well, I've ordered now three from three <laughs> different Girl Scouts. Have you had I any have, of them yet? I have not gotten any of them yet, so we'll see. <laughs> I'm not sure when they can bless you. I don't, okay. No, that was a that was a cough. Okay. So for everyone listening that heard that, every time I cough, it sounds like a sneeze. Yeah, sure. And everyone always says "bless you." So our boss last week, I did that, and he was like, "Bless you," and I'm like, "That was a cough," and he's like, "Cough you?" I'm like, "No, that's not a thing. Let's no, not that's do that." Really freaking weird that you say that because Caden said that last night. <laughs> he said, "Cough you," and I'm like, "No, no, no not a thing. That. It's okay. not a thing." But anyway, so I, I will say I have a Pete Davidson fact because yes. you said the mayonnaise commercial yes, thing, yes, and yes. that made me think of so Miley Cyrus obviously is friends with Pete Davidson. They did that show together yep. on New Year's. They had these tattoos together, I guess, and she did an interview on one of the talk shows at night. And there's another commercial he's on where he's like, "Oh, there's things in my life like I regret or something," and he's getting a tattoo removed. And the tattoo he's getting removed is the one that they have together. Aww. Like they had this, they did this skit on SNL where they were doing something, and she, so she has it, and it's like down on her ankle, and he had it like up on his shoulder or something, and he got it removed. So when they went on another talk show, she said, "Oh yeah," and then I see this commercial, and it's you getting this tattoo removed, and he's just laughing. I mean, like yeah, I picked that one, which then the reminds tattoos. me of something too. Um, so MGK, do you know who that is? Machine Gun Kelly. Oh, yeah. He's engaged to Megan Fox yeah. and Travis Barker. You know who that is yes, from Blink One Eighty Two. They have a record coming out, and he's dating Kourtney Kardashian. Yeah. Um. So they have a record coming out, uh, or like a, a song. And they both got matching tattoos. I saw this last week, too. They both got matching tattoos with the name of the song, like, on their forearm in huge letters, like, from their elbow to their wrist. And then MGK decided to change the name of the song. And he told Travis Barker, and there's, like, a video of it, and they're both laughing. And I'm like, okay. Okay. Well, that's when you know you have too many tattoos. If you're, like, 400th tattoo is of nothing now. It's irrelevant. And you're just like, ha, 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 whatever. Too many tattoos and too much money, probably. Yeah, exactly. You don't know what to do with it. Yeah. 
But, oh, well, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, okay. And also, before we go, I <laughs> yeah. do want to say, because I brought up MGK and Megan Fox, if you ever have time, go on to Megan Fox's Instagram and just read the caption she puts up, because they are the weirdest people in the creation of the world. Yeah. They I'm got engaged, and she put something up about, like, this big, long, huge, long thing, and at the end wrote, and then we drank each other's blood. And okay, I was like, no. what? And I think they just do it to be, like, funny, or, like, be, like, relevant and get attention. Sure. Like, I think that's why she does it. Um, but I also think it's funny because, so her, she was married to Brian Austin Green, yeah. right? He is, like, in his 50s, yeah. I think. Isn't he, like, 20? And she's my age. Yeah. We're the same age. Um, so he's, like, yeah, I think he's, like, close to my mom's age. And she's my age. Yeah. And they were married. Well, so they That's break a up. a long time. So, yes, and they have three kids. And they break up and she starts dating Machine Gun Kelly. Who's, like, 20. Yeah, who's young. Because he's Pete Davidson's best friend. So that's how this all goes into the thing. He is Pete Davidson's best friend. So they start dating and whatever. Well, he keeps doing interviews nonstop being like, oh, I wish I could get her back. I wish I could get her back. And all this stuff. And like, oh, her relationship with him really hurts me to see all of these things. Brian Austin Green is saying this. Like, it hurts my heart that she's like moved on, blah, blah, blah. Sure. Okay, Don't well, do that, today on Yahoo, I see an article that he has been dating the girl he was on Dancing with the Stars with last season for like a year or two. And then I'm like, well, what are all these Megan Fox <laughs> come back to me things? What? And then I see that they're having a baby. And I'm like, Wait, okay. Brian Austin Green. And the it? girl from Dancing oh. with the Stars. So I'm like, okay, Megan Fox got engaged, so you had to one-up her by impregnating your girlfriend? Because I feel like, and I know people are going to listen to this and be like, Alex, that's not what's going on i feel like that's what's going on like it's like a high school relationship where it's like i'll get back at you no i'll get back at you meanwhile they are in their 50s and almost 40 and the parents of three children yeah and what kind of example are you setting for right for your three sons will be who are gonna treat women are gonna like talk about what their parents have done oh my god yes I cannot. Well, and that's very much like a high school the, drama. Well, the other Megan Fox weird thing that she put up on her Instagram, and I swear this is the last thing I'm going to talk about this, is she had put up this picture a few months ago, maybe over the summer, where she's standing in front of this huge table, like literally the length of my room. It's like a dining room table in this Airbnb they rented out. And she's like, oh, if I could only tell you the things that this dining room table has seen this weekend, ha ha ha, with like a devil face. And then MGK comes and comments on it about like, oh yeah, baby, like we got down to bit, I don't know what he said. But I was like, ew, you are a mother. Like, and again, not shaming. Whatever people want to do sexually, cool but you are somebody's mother I'm not like out in my Instagram like ooh me and my husband got it on last night everybody number one no one would care people would think that was gross I don't want people to know but like also you are famous why are you why do you have to say that okay because because they're narcissists right because they have to feed their need for people to applaud them right. or just say their name or True. whatever. And, and, right, and people will be like, oh my god, I can't, it's so shocking and they that they said trend. that. They want to trend. Everybody right. wants to trend. So what better way to trend than talk about something pretty inappropriate yeah. and 
Ugh. And piss off your ex-husband, yeah. who then does that's, that's 18 like interviews about you. Yeah, you know, that's just... <laughs> also, okay, that's sad for the new girlfriend who's right. now pregnant. Right. With a dude who's, like, you know, crying. Well, I don't think he's done it, like, recently, because okay. when he was on Dancing with the Stars with her as her partner, they were... There was all these articles about how, like... I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, but again, if you go on Yahoo, there's, like, the front page stuff, and I would just click past yeah. it. Like, oh, they were being too romantic during their dances oh, and they need to be voted off because oh, there's too much chemistry going on okay. and they're doing too much and they kissed at when the dance ended it's like who cares that's crazy like and you know how you do that that's exactly how i feel about all the kardashians and mm-hmm. all of their friends and all the jenners mm-hmm. and all of the entire group of people that are all connected to each other mm-hmm. that is how i feel i just skip over it i don't want to hear about it i really don't care so except for pete davidson that that pete davidson is involved (laughs) in all this is upsetting but i try and keep it separate i just will keep it separate until until he becomes kim kardashian's like fourth husband or whatever it is well i mean it's you know i'm sure something crazy like that they were they're gonna like they're going to like elope somewhere oh yeah i'm sure it will be and he'll wear sweatpants yeah and and around his head gonna be something crazy oh i'm sure it will be <laughs> but i won't be really paying that much attention to it because you know well it still will be all for pete just not for mr kardashian oh yeah true and you know they're gonna call him that sure but oh, to yeah. so to wrap this whole thing up now um i think something important that did happen in the car jenner world is that uh kylie jenner had her second baby so that's been like the top news story of the weekend yeah again i honestly that she had a little boy yeah, and she's pregnant. 24, and her baby daddy, because I don't think they're married, but their boyfriend and girlfriend, is 30. And, like, I don't know what is with these people. I was reading an article today about how Hillary Duff, and I remember this, because I think Hillary Duff's, like, a year younger than me, but when she was 16, she was dating Joel Madden from Good Charlotte, yeah. and he was, like... 26 yeah and she was 16 and they were dating and now she like openly talks about like oh yeah we were like sexually intimate and like all this stuff and it's like okay why is she talking about well they just went out to dinner with like nicole richie and her and him and her husband and this group of friends and they were just talking about like um all this stuff and she's like it was all encompassing and it took up my whole life when we were dating and i'm so glad that we're still friends and i'm like okay you don't say that about somebody that you casually went on a few dates with that's the dude you lost your virginity to and now we all know that but i do remember when i was younger she because we we all used to read perez hilton's website when i was like in college and when they were dating she was still not 18 and she went to some like red carpet event with a clear purse because remember when like clear purses and backpacks were the thing yeah and she had condoms in it okay and they're like um she's like 16 and she has condoms like and her boyfriend's like in his 20s so I feel like that was probably oh a publicity purpose. thing yeah of course you know of course yeah. but still it was like why are you doing that yeah. and like why are your parents letting you do that to portray that image right because you're again sixteen you're not an yeah, adult right. but and the reason that I thought of that was Kylie Jenner's boyfriend before this guy she was like sixteen and he was like in his late twenties and it's like I okay. Hollywood, I guess, is so different, but, like, why is that allowed? Because if that was normal, like, suburban America, rural America, people would be like, 
yeah. with a shotgun yeah. because it would not be happening. And there would be arrests. Right. Anyway, so, yeah. Right. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's weird. It's pretty wild stuff what's allowed. Yeah. Because yeah. you know what's happening. That's Hollywood. For sure. You know. It's a different place. <laughs> it is. So, I mean, that's all the stories I had for today. Same. I'm all okay. set with so, my updates. If you have any updates for us, or if you have news articles, or apparently even um, entertainment news for us, yeah, because we please. went off on a tangent there, or Pete Davidson stories please. for next time, you can email us at coworkerskillingtime at gmail.com. Yes, you can follow us on Instagram at coworkerskillingtime. You can find the podcast on Facebook by searching Coworkers Killing Time Podcast, and you can support the show on Patreon. By going to patreon.com and searching for coworkers killing time. The last thing I want to say is sorry for the sound this episode. We were about 30 <laughs> minutes into recording and I looked over and my microphone wasn't plugged in. And then the next batch of recording we did did not have feedback protection on. So we will see how it sounds. Okay. Hopefully it comes out all right. We apologize. We'll do better next so time. Sorry. Thanks for hanging out with <laughs> Thanks us. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.